All right, welcome to Painkiller Nearly, episode 18. Getting up there. Mm-hmm. Should I start yeah. with my bad joke? I've got one picked out. Let's hear it. So, two priests are driving one day, and they get pulled over by a police officer. The cop appro- approaches the priest's vehicle and says to the driver, I'm sorry to pull you over, Father. We're looking for a couple of child molesters. The priests look <laughs> at each other for a few minutes, and they have a few words. The driver turns back to the cop and says, All right, officer, we'll do it. <laughs> so that's my bad joke to kick off painkiller nearly um it's probably true oh topics so uh more black people killed by cops uh progress on my home internet connection you pick one what do you want to start with um let's let's get your internet connection out of the way i guess all right let's so about that um i guess to keep it moving along there are easements an easement if you have no idea what that is it's like permission for someone to build or bury a line in your in your ground and uh there were a few people who were on the like in between me and you know the cable access point i want to get to and they've all signed their easements and give them to me Uh, i'm going to take them down to the county and get them recorded which means that they take these easements and like officially mark them down in county records uh it's like 26 bucks an easement i've got at least five of them to do but uh, if I depended on them to get it done, it could take months, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah, t- drop it off at my house. I'll handle everything for you. And and that's where I am now. I have no idea why Time Warner isn't handling this. You'd think that they'd be like, th- like they do this stuff every day. Instead, they've got random homeowners like me collecting easements, getting them signed and yeah, notarized uh, and returned to the like county. That seemed like bullshit the first time. Yeah, when you told me that the first time, I was like, that's bullshit. They, they've got you doing all their like legwork for them. It, I, it seems like... I mentioned that to them. I was like, this seems insane. Like, is this normal? You know, And they're like, yeah, this is how we do it. And I, I'm like, so like I, you've put me in the role of salesman trying to sell your cable service to my neighbors. You have me getting them notarized. Now I'm like recording easements at the county. I'm getting construction now. Like, what do you do? And they're like, look, yeah, that's how. I'm like, if you weren't a monopoly, you'd never get away with this. The barrier to entry to be your customer is insane. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's that's how we were. And they just like it, they weren't budging for a second. And <laughs> at this point. You know, bastards. Yeah, I, I feel. Like... I wish I didn't need your internet, you cocksuckers. <laughs> yeah. So one my, day there'll be other internets. My um, at some point I became more successful with the things that I do, in rather than trying to change the world, try to succeed in the world that I live in, and that's kind of where I am. You know, like I'm not trying to get Time Warner to change the way they do business. Uh, whatever they've told me how to how this gets done. I'm going to suck it up and live with it. And I suppose the downfall of that is that I don't change the world. But the upside is, you know, I, I, I get the things done that need to get done. That's one of the things they should teach in school, if nothing else, that that things never go the way they're supposed to. They often go the wrong way. Like, like if, you're, if you're filling out forms, you're mailing stuff in, you're going through stuff, you're jumping through the hoops that you, you think you're supposed to go to, even then everything doesn't go well. There's constantly problems. And that the only way to really succeed in life is to be prepared for everything to go wrong and, and just go into it with that mindset. Because it prob- probably is. There's going to yeah. be complications and it's not going to be as smooth as it's supposed to be. It right. never is. Instead of tilting at windmills and wishing the world was better, it's like, just knock that off. 
and you know drive towards your goal you know in, in this case my goal is pretty pedestrian i'm just trying to get internet access if you're trying to change the world you know drive towards that if you're trying to make a buck drive towards that but you know don't sit here and say oh this would go better if things were different thrive in the world that actually exists around you and uh and for that reason i'm paying everybody like i've got like five or six of these things i need to count them i think there might be five so far and they're 26 dollars a pop to get them registered at the county but um you know what i'm just gonna suck it up because if i had to get all them to do it and it would suck so um so tomorrow it'll all get done because i'm doing it for them and you know that's the thing but that doesn't mean i'll have my internet tomorrow I, one, I might have to get two more neighbors on board. I'm not sure. And two, um, I had a line of thinking, oh, that, and that only means that they're allowed to build. They still have to bill me, you know, send me an invoice that I can pay mm -hmm. and, uh, and then actually do the construction. And, and by the way, we're doing all this over like Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. The holidays. It's, yeah. it's a real fucking disaster, man. That sucks. It'll get done though. Eventually. And you'll be in the new house. Yeah. It's just taking forever. It, um, you know, I, I my emotions go up and down sometimes. Like it, I was sort of down today. It was just like, ah, oh, like it. When I got the house, I was like, I can't believe that something this great is happening to me. That that you know, I'm actually making sort of a whole life upgrade. Now I've had the house for a couple of weeks. There's been no upgrade whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I'm still living in my same house. I'm like, is this really going to happen for me? It, like. So I'm just driving every day. I drive forward. I call the I call Time Warner three times a day. That's how fucking persistent I am. They I, must uh, hate you. I it doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I call them. I'm like, hey, it's nine. Uh, just, I just I usually leave voicemails. Most of the time, I leave voicemails. I'll call you back at lunch if I don't hear from you. I call them back before lunch. Then I call them at I think their day ends at four. So I usually call at around nine a.m., around twelve p.m. at noon, and uh, and around three forty-five p.m. And uh, every day, just getting the because they'll do shit like like there was a question as to whether whether one of my neighbors had an easement already, and they're like, yeah, we need to look that up and see if that's the case. Four days in a row, I got that message. You know, when four days in a row they say, yeah, we really got to look that up. You know, and like, dude, you do this for a living. This is like googling something to you. Four days goes by and you didn't like run your search. I, we're going to three times a day calls, baby. You know, <laughs> I can't have another day where we make no forward progress. I don't want to have another day where you say, oh, I'm sorry, Woody, I couldn't work on your thing today. I had an emergency. <laughs> now I'm your emergency. I'm your emergency. And I will insist on being that three times a day. So, um, so that's where I am. Squeaky wheel. It's well, squeak, squeak, baby. Yeah. yeah. If, if, like whatever it takes to succeed at this thing, I will doggedly pursue it and get it done. That's, that's the mission. I got one of these. That is a silencer. Is it? It's a 22. I want to a, call it. What's the name of it? It's a sparrow. I knew it was a sparrow. The only reason I didn't say it was I was afraid you were sponsored by someone else. And it was going to be like, you know, <laughs> is that Amazon Prime live streaming? No, it's Netflix. Don't talk about them. <laughs> but yeah, I reckon the See, sparrow can... is the one that I was going to buy. Uh, it came in focus for a second there. If you're listening to the audio version, Kyle's showing a silencer up close to his camera. And these things are... I don't know why they don't focus better. Never mind. It's a uh, its a Sparrow, and the, uh, the serial number is what I was going to show you. So Silencer Co. was pretty cool. They sent me a bunch of silencers. I'll show you the others, but they made all the serial numbers FPS1. Oh, so nice. 
Yeah, so this is my Sparrow. I put it on my 22 rifle last night and shot it, and it's so fucking quiet. It was... I, 22s I, are really quiet. I know you were saying 45s are quiet, too, but 22s... What, what happens with 22s sometimes is you shoot it if the... It, uh, a squib load, you know this, but our listeners might not. A squib load is when the bullet doesn't go all the way down the barrel, and it sticks in there and stays in the barrel. Well, because the sound of the shot isn't much louder than the click of the action, you know, the thing that hits the primer in the back of the bullet, if there's a squib load, people don't know, and they ruin their guns because they can't even tell if the bullet fired or not. It's so quiet. It's, uh, it's the coolest thing. So. so that's the uh, the 22 Osprey, or excuse me, the 22 uh, Sparrow. It's really, really quiet. Uh, like when I shot it last night, I mean, it was. I'm trying to think how qu- you could be in the next room, like like you could be shooting one where you are now, and no one in your house would certainly know. So you uh-huh. you're sponsored by these people, right? I think yeah. you owe it to them to do a sort of, <laughs> you know, desk pop on PKA. I'll get on that to demonstrate how quiet incredible. Kitty won't even know. Yeah, I'll get a, uh, I'll get something to shoot into. I've got something. Um, this is the uh, Osprey. This is the Osprey 45 ACP can, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it a lot because it's, it's sort of uh, rectangular instead of uh, the round one. It gives, it, there's more volume in there when they use a rectangle apparently, but it, um, it also obscures the sights less, and this will work mm-hmm. on all, like any pistol, like 45 down. So this thing's pretty. That'll cool. work on a 22. Uh, I've probably got adapters that would allow for that, but I think often work think, on two two threes too, right? Yeah, I, I've got. Um, Does a sparrow work on a two two three? No, I know. It, oh. I think it'll work on a five point seven by twenty eight, like the. Um, um, and they're all these cool boxes. That, that's the <laughs> best part is they're all like neat little boxes. I think the um, the sparrow will work on five point seven by twenty eight millimeter, which is what like the P ninety shoots. Uh huh. And what the FN 5.7 shoots, so I'm gonna get a threaded barrel for my P90 FN 5.7. I thought P90 shoot nine millimeters. They don't shoot nine millimeters. No, they shoot 5.7 by 28 millimeter. Okay. Um, same thing as the. Uh, Kyle's the FN different 5.7. than me. When I work with sponsors, what I really like from a sponsor is money. Like that's a, it's a cash, right? You know, of course, product, etc. But <laughs> I like money too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I swear, uh, especially if it's gun stuff, you like you like kit. Yeah, I well, I I do I do, and that's because like, like if somebody hooked us up with graphics cards, they gave us ten thousand dollars worth of graphics cards. Five years from now, they're going to be all but obsolete. Mm-hmm. However, if you give somebody a, a fifteen hundred dollars silencer, uh, it's going to be great in five years. It's still going to be great. This is the harvester. This is their hunting silencer. It's actually got a muzzle brake built into it. Um, it's it'll do. Um, I think it'll do 300 Winchester Magnum and down. I could be wrong about that, though. You're right. The silencers are... Are silencers harder to transfer? I, I, you mentioned silencers, and my worry is they're hard to sell. But other stuff, like, you know, semi-auto rifles, hunting rifles, pistols, etc. Five years from now, it'll probably just cost more. If I wanted to sell one of these, which I wouldn't because they're, you know, I'm, I'm going to use them. That's I'm sure that's part of their... Uh, intentions of giving them to me as well as paying me for some stuff I did for them. But, you know, if I wanted to sell them, all I would have to do is, um, like, if you wanted to buy this from me, your local gun store just needs to, like, send me their FFL, and then I would mail this to them, and uh, whenever your paperwork came through, they'd give it to you. 
Like, I, I don't have to do anything because of my licensing. That's part of the challenge is that like they have I take to set the, there, There's up a form a, I have to do, but it's it doesn't take nearly as long. But I would have to set up a trust and transfer it to that trust. And it's harder to sell than, say, most firearms. It's harder for the purchaser, but not for yeah. the, the seller. Right. And that matters. You know, if it's hard for your purchaser, it's hard for the seller. That's, that's the nature well, of there, selling. There's a lot of purchasers, though. Unless but, you're but Time it, Warner, at which point you can make it as difficult for the purchaser as you want, and they will jump through any hoop because they need it for life. This is um, <laughs> Time Warner or assholes, though. We all know. <laughs> um, what was oh, oh, oh. So someone in Phil Florida got shot today? Florida? Yeah, they man? shot another black guy. Uh it's like a, it's a hobby. Hands up. Yeah. You know, I, I almost... Do you remember when that bath salts guy started biting people and there was a yeah. zombie thing? And oh, yeah, all of a great. sudden, within like a week, there were half a dozen zombie stories. Like every story was given a zombie twist. Man has skin peeling. He's possibly a zombie. You know, somebody else bit... Like everything they could turn into a zombie story became one. Is that happening here, or is real life just getting more exposure, or normal life? I think, it's, I think it's just getting more exposure. I think we're just seeing... One of the things, I think, is that there's more cameras now, so if something happens, it gets recorded. Mm -hmm. And I think because there's been so many high-profile cases lately that the media is more likely to to run with the story to, to quick and you know and different websites are, more, are quicker to pick it up. They're like, oh, another cop shot somebody? That's, that's the news of the day. Let's hear about that. And I, I just saw a story, a, a tweet came across my, my feed uh, from like Vice News or something, and I guess some Florida black man was trying with his hands up. I, I, I want to see video, right? Because, like, my uh, problem... Was shot. So you, you paused for me there. But the um, one of the problems I have with this whole thing that's going on... Well, there's, there's two. One... Usually there's not video evidence that really backs it up, or at least not clear video evidence, right? <laughs> the story is always, I, you know, I was there with my hands up saying, what can I do to make you happy, officer? And he pegged me in the back of the head. And then it's like, well, actually, there were no shots to the back of the Ferguson guy. They were all shot up front. The police officer had bruises all over his face and his back of his head was cut up as he got slammed on the ground. And like the whole story they told there was complete and utter bullshit right this thug just strong arm robbed a quickie mart and then beat the fuck out of a cop and then came back at him again and the cop shot him that's that's what the autopsy says um now the guy's buddy made up a story about how his hands were in the air and he got shot in the back but if the autopsy says there were no wounds in the back that's that's pretty cut and dry um the chokehold guy the chokehold guy was doing this, like, the cops were wanting to, like, talk to him, and he didn't want to talk to him. He was just saying, leave me alone, leave me alone. Then they wanted to cuff him. He wouldn't allow himself to be cuffed. He's saying, get your hands off me, stop touching me, stop touching me. And if it's you and I, Kyle, and you say, stop touching me, then you're kind of in the right. You know, Woody, get your hands off him. He doesn't want to fight you. You know, what are you doing? But if it's a cop and a person, and they're trying to cuff you, you can't just say get your hands off me. Like, it's not the same situation. But why were they cuffing him? They didn't because, have a reason to. Like, so this guy, it? by the way, has been arrested 30 times. Uh, it charges including assault, uh, resisting arrest, 
um, person persona falsification, which means that at least one of the times when the cops tried to arrest him, they're like, what's your name? Well, Billy Bob, <laughs> you know, and he's like giving them fake names and stuff to get out of it. Uh, and, and, uh, lately he's been arrested for selling Lucy cigarettes, which I guess are untaxed, like one of the time cigarettes. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's literally got a pack of smokes and he sell them to you for like 50 cents. Yes. And I think that there's some questions why that pack of smokes is stolen or, or something like that, but like, he didn't have them with him. He didn't. They, they no. thought he did or something and they were trying <laughs> to question him or maybe pat him down or whatever. <laughs> think about how loose that is. They thought he might have. Well, they they had arrested him like the day before for this, and now he's back but in the same those, spot. But but none of those things matter. So so because what happened that day was that the shopkeeper calls the police. I don't want this guy out in front of my place. They come out there and they start putting their hands on him for something that's a ticket. It's like it's it's the same level offense as like uh you know speeding, you know like like if you wouldn't want a cop shouldn't be. There should be... I don't like when the cops don't explain to them why they're being arrested. The cops did that to me. Do you want to hear my story? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so dude, I'm maybe 16 years old, something like that. I know I can't drive yet. So, I'm going with my older brother and his friend, and we're in a pickup truck headed home, taking a drink. And uh, we had just come home from roller skating, right? So, you know, we were pretty badass. Prepare for this story. And, uh... And we had gone roller skating, and now we're headed back to my house. He's going to drop off my brother and I. So uh, um, while we're headed home, the radio's on, and we're, like, bouncing and acting silly and stuff. Not doing anything wrong, but being silly and bouncing around in the truck. And he was speeding by, like, a a reasonable amount. I'm going to make this up because I don't know the exact... But I'm going to say he went 57 and a 50, right? You know, so he was speeding, but... It was really about the fact that there were like a couple teenagers acting stu- super silly and dumb in, in the truck. So uh, so the cop turns around and uh, now he's going to like, you know, try to pull us over. Well, he doesn't drive crazy. Like this isn't a scene from cops or anything, but he makes a right hand turn. And um, if you, of course, you can't know this part of New Jersey, but um, there's nothing down there like couple residential homes, really, really rural area, um, like whatever. Like he wasn't turning there because he wanted to go that way. He was turning there hoping that the policeman didn't see him turn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so the cop does see him turn and he follows him down this road. And once the, once we see that the police made the turn, the driver, his name was Dave. It's like, yeah, the, the jig is up and he pulls over and, uh, now the cops are pulling us over. So, um, Oh, I'm on a phone. So, uh, I was calling. Anyway, he pulls us over and they start like patting us down and treating us like, like real criminals. Whatevs, right? So, uh, um, I don't know what he's saying to the other people, but I, I know with Dave, he's like, why'd you pull over? Why'd you pull over? Why did you run? Etc. And he's like, I was just pulling over. I don't know. Like I wanted to see what was down here. And uh, the cop isn't buying that for a second. <laughs> He's like, "You wanted to see what was down here? What do you think was here? Like, what's your what's your story?" And and um, uh, with me, they start like patting me down, right? and I've got like a ski jacket, which was the fashion at the time. And um, 
and they're just like it, it had like a lot of pockets in it and stuff and, <laughs> you know they're like what's in this pocket they're like checking their breast pockets and i'm like i don't think there's anything in there and they're like <laughs> what about your hand pockets and uh and i'm like i don't think that i think they're empty and they're like i open up the jacket there's like interior pockets in it and stuff and at one point they pull out a little plastic case about three inches in diameter and they're like, what goes in there? And I like unclick my appliance that I had to like prepare for braces. It's like braces thing. <laughs> and I like snap <laughs> it back in place. And uh, um, they're like, you know, do you put anything else in there? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's it's kind of yucky and it smells. And they're like, you know, what if, if I find something else in this coat, then what? I'm like, I don't know that, that you could keep it. Like, 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 is that how this works? Is this a surprise? Did I is this a game show? I've heard that shit before too. Like, like, so if I find anything in the trunk, what should I think then? It's like, you can think whatever you want. Yeah. I told you what I know is in the trunk. I don't know what's not in the trunk though. Right. There could be any number of things back there. I could have forgotten. I didn't. There could, I, I realized later, like days later, that he was probably looking for drugs. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I thought I was looking for weapons or something. And I'm like, you know, is there a toothpick in my pocket that I'd lost track of? Like, at a, like what's going to happen in here? What if a toothpick... Yeah, that's all you need. Like, he reaches in. in your... He's like, is there anything in there that's going to poke me? Any needles? You got any needles? Any hypodermics? <laughs> and you're like, absolutely not. That's absurd. He, like, reaches in. The toothpick gets him. He's just, like, beating you. <laughs> I overhear his conversation with Dave. And Dave eventually sheepishly admits. He's like, look... I got a speeding ticket. It was like six or seven months ago. And I have to go a year without another ticket. And I pulled over. I made this turn hoping you wouldn't see me so that I didn't get my second ticket. If I get two tickets in a year, I'm done. Because uh, in New Jersey, when you're young like that, I think in your first year, you're a probationary driver and you can't get tickets. Mm -hmm. So uh, I may have the details off, something on that. But that was the, that was the best, basically the scoop. He couldn't get another ticket. And... Um, uh, they eventually just let us all go, but nothing happened because we were all compliant. You know, we were all like, like, I, do you want to check my pockets? Here we go. You know, you want to see what's in this little green case? Look, it's empty, but this is what goes in there. It's my, uh, yeah. is it called an appliance? I think that's what it was called. A little thing. Stop me from biting down all the way. And, um, um, we were cooperative and polite and I guess somewhat scared. And that's exactly what they were going for. And we didn't get in any trouble. But this guy in New York was basically, get your hands off me. Get away from me. You know, stop touching me, etc. Um, you know, I've been handcuffed before. I, I, they let him handcuff me. It was like, I yeah. didn't sit there and say, you know, uh... how dare you violate my personal space. But maybe we should because it's bullshit. They shouldn't be treating us that way. Like I've never been handcuffed. I've been I've, t I've been told you know go sit over there. A lot of the times when I'm getting pulled over and we're getting hassled, it's because it, it's I, I kind of get it right. There's like a bunch of guns in the car and you know mm -hmm. or whatever you know we're we're all guys. So I'm just like okay, so we're gonna have to prove to these cops that we have a good reason for three men and a woman and a woman driving at night in Florida out of state. With tinted windows, with a temporary tag, with eight, with eight, you know, rifles and two thousand rounds of ammo, we're mm -hmm. gonna have to explain that to them. Like, I just know it's coming, so it doesn't bother me as much. Um, but, but it just seemed like they were hassling that guy. I bet that guy gets hassled all the time. And, and I get that he's living on like the fringe of legality, 
selling loose cigarettes, and he and that's that's probably he probably does a number of other somewhat illegal activities. Assault, like, resisting arrest, false personification. I might all of those up. things sound like bullshit. All right, so for all right, resisting arrest, like yeah, I know, you know I know you, that that resisting arrest is complete bullshit. I don't, I, I never believed that. False personification, like I'd start giving them a false name too if they keep if they if they're messing with me every day. <laughs> like it was, and it probably was like was you know like that's I'm not the right thing to do. It, 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 assault, you know, that was probably a, a it probably was bad news. You know, at least he, he made at least one mistake where he left lost his temper. Maybe maybe fight. some uppity woman just kept slapping him, just kept slapping him in the ear, in the ear, maybe with a shoe, and he beat her up, and they're just well, not as. If cool that's with, the case, I back him. Right, <laughs> but all like, I'm saying is he, none of those other things matter to me it, the only thing that matters is like that i saw that i saw the video and it's just like why are you choking him asshole why did you just attack this man you just physically attacked this guy when we were all still talking a minute ago like it did see it, they do that sometimes right they ratchet it up and i feel like they treat the big strong guys rougher than they treat the weak ones and that might not be inappropriate like I just, just making this up right if if me and Hope, me and my daughter, had the same level of back talk towards a police officer, I would expect them to treat her a little more gently than me. You know, I'm not talking about hitting cops or anything. You do that and and it's all down. But if you're just like a little less respectful than you should be, you know, as so social norms expect you to be, then um, then I could see them maybe like pushing me up against a wall, whereas with her, they'd guide her to that same wall. Because she's like a She's a 15-year-old little girl, you know? You don't. It doesn't take the same amount to keep yourself in charge of the situation. This was a 350-pound man, something like that. You know, they were just keeping themselves in charge of the situation, but they went too far, clearly. I mean, the guy died, but also... I, I he, just felt like they should have been somewhere else dealing with some fucking crime. He was like, one like, French fry away from dying anyway. <laughs> yeah. He looked he looked big and he looked big, fat and strong to me. And, like, and like, sick, right? Like like he I powerful. He had some sort of like, you know, heart attack that killed him and there was a choking asthma. thing. He had asthma. I mean, this was a guy who wasn't taking care of his body and uh you know, as soon as someone sat on his back, they broke him. They choked him. Yeah. Dude, I've been choked way more than that. I bet you have too. I volunteered. I signed a waiver. Yeah, but the, I'm <laughs> like, just saying, like they choked him, and that's bad. And apparently, cops aren't allowed to choke. Like that's not an not like that. They they used uh, because his forearm was was on his uh, his trachea instead of you know it wasn't like a sleeper hold. It was like a strain. It was like a choke hold. He, yeah. he couldn't. He was gagging and stuff. Choke. I, I, so apparently cops aren't allowed to choke so that's a problem now you're saying they're allowed to choke but they need to be careful on how they apply it oh i don't know about oh, okay different departments rules about different choke holds but i know the one i see them making a making light of the fact that it wasn't a sleeper hold that it was a you know the for his forearm was on his trachea and he was cutting off his air supply they um i, I mean it, it, i can't defend the policeman they killed a guy but I will say that guy was fragile and a French fry away from death. He had asthma. He was hundreds of pounds overweight. And, um, you know, that's why he died. Oh, and did remember when we were talking about the 12 year old who got shot a couple weeks ago? The, he had the air. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the gun. Did you see the, did you see the video of that? Mm hmm. Yeah, the police, the, the car barely stopped and they were shooting. <laughs> yeah. The police came like barreling in and I think. 
think over the sidewalk. Yeah, like over the sidewalk up to the kid, and I honestly think the car hadn't stopped yet. But before it was the still cop, like, like, you know, when you like slam on the brakes and the whole car goes forward, and then it's ah, and the, you know, it, it yeah, finally yeah. sits back down. It hadn't really sat back down good yet. Like it was still gonna rock a little. And this cop is out of the car. Boom, boom, fucking kid's dead instantly. Like, like he's out of the car and fucking. I don't even know why he rolled the window. Why, why he got out of the car? Why he didn't just roll the window down and and drive by the kid? Like, like it was, I, I feel like this thing needs to get like as as much as I sit here like def, semi defending sort of. You know the guy that that went too rough on that fragile, fat guy. Um, there is a problem, and I something like. 5% of the cops have 93% of the resisting arrest charges. Maybe they've got a problem. Maybe we should look at cops that file tons of resisting arrest charges and see if they don't need either additional training or firing. You know, like it, one of those two things. Clean up your act. You know, because like in the workplace, if you do some sort of barely kind of sexual harassment thing, they might send you to training. Instead of just tossing you out the door, right? That's what the private sector might do. If, if you make a, if you're like just a touchy guy or whatever, and you like hug in the workplace, or or if you're a manager and you like rub shoulders or something like that, um, to you as a touchy guy, that might just be like encouragement and you know support. But to someone else, that might be like, you know, why is my manager rubbing my traps? I, I find this to be, you know, this is, so they might not fire that guy, just send him to training and make sure he never does it again. If a cop has too many resisting arrests, we should start looking at him at the very least. And, yeah. uh, and if he doesn't clean up his act, you fire him. That's how they'd handle it in the private sector. I think it's a good model. Yeah. And it seems like I used to think that whenever women were complaining about sex, not always, but I used to think that there were a lot of false complaints in general about about everything, whether it's a woman talking about sexual harassment in the workplace or an, you know, an African-American complaining about mistreatment by a cops. I was like, it's so stereotypical for a cop to go after an African-American guy who's up to no, who's not doing anything wrong that, like, how could a cop even get the balls to do it? Is he Does he have his Dunkin' Donuts in one hand, his hood in his back pocket, and the Billy Club in the other? Like, no cop would, would lower themselves to such a ridiculous stereotype. They wouldn't actually do this. And I remember, like, like uh, you know, in work at, at work, I remember there was a couple of female employees, and, like, all of our mindset, and we talked about it privately, was, like, don't ever talk to Katrina. Don't flirt with Katrina. Don't say anything remotely sexual to Katrina because you're just going to end up in HR. Like, like, mm -hmm. like, you know better. You just you don't step out of line even an inch. But it now turns out, now that there's cameras everywhere, virtually everywhere, everyone's got one in their pocket, that these cops are real scumbags. A lot of them are. Enough of them that, like, it's very... There's a whole subreddit devoted to them being assholes. Like... Hmm. There, there's at least as many bad cops as there are nuts in Florida. <laughs> One, so there's two issues. One, it's culture, right? Police culture. If there's a bad cop, you stand up for that guy. You know, it's us against them. The thin blue line, <laughs> more and more. And I just feel like, dude, snitch. Snitch. Snitch, snitch, snitch. Get the bad cops out of your department because you can't have bad cops ruining the name of the good cops. Snitch on them. I, I I was watching this guy, so you're going to hear me repeat another YouTuber, but someone was making this thing about um, uh, the bad people, right? And he was talking about black culture. And he says, black people, it is your fault. 
that so much bad is happening here. Are your schools bad? It's not because they're getting less funding. It's because you're wrecking them. You know, or, or he's like, and, and one of his things, that's where the snitch was coming from. He's like, snitch, you know, if you see a cop out of line, there's 30 of you all with your cell phones out pointing at him looking to do it. But if you see a, a, a regular person putting graffiti on the walls, mum is the word, you know? If some guy shoots another guy, beats up another guy, steals a bike, you know, bitches or snitches. Or, I'm sure I screwed that up. Or snitches or bitches or whatever. And uh, he's like, snitch, you want to clean up your neighborhood? Get that guy out of it. You know, let people know that that you're not that the whole world is not on their side. And uh, he was telling that, and I don't know if this is true or what the numbers support. Don't don't attack me, people. But um, he's like, the police will stop pulling over cars full of black people when that stops working. You know, right now you pull over a car with six black guys in it. One of them's got a warrant. One of them's got a drug. One of them's got this. One of them's got that. And uh, he's like, you let them come up empty for a while, and they'll stop doing that. And, uh, and I'm like, know. is but he on to something? I, I think that those are... So, I think the problem is self-perpetuating, though. It's like, we'll stop pulling over those carloads of black guys as soon as they stop having minor infractions with the law. It's, it's like, what, he's got some pot, and the other guy's got, got like a warrant out for some speeding tickets, and the other guy like didn't pay his child support. And the end result will be, they're all dead now, so... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, that's literally... Like the... Um, that that thing in Florida, it was um, I think there were two black guys in a car. Car was stolen, but they they were unarmed, and one of them was shot to death with his hand, allegedly with his hand. Well, it's not alleged that he was shot to death. I I think everybody agrees with that. <laughs> but but um, it's alleged it's alleged that, that his, his hands, hands were up when the when the shooting happened. I um I I was hearing about these uh these police cars. Probably everyone's heard about this. <clears throat> but they'll have cars out there and they are traps to get stolen, right? They'll put them in an area where cars are often stolen, maybe leave the keys on the dash, leave the keys in the ignition, car unlocked, etc. Guy drives like one block in the car, all of a sudden, like remotely, they turn it off, they lock the doors, the people can't get out, etc. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, there's a question as to whether or not they're entrapping people, you know? Like, okay, one, you put the car in a high crime neighborhood. But I could restate that and say they put the car where the black people are. You know, hmm. is that very fair? That's and not entrapment. The police actually came back and said, you know, in fairness, we put it. We had this car in the suburbs, <laughs> sat there for three weeks, nobody <laughs> touched it. You know? Mr. Johnson came and washed it up. He, <laughs> yeah. he got a, he got all the bird shit off. That <laughs> happened. They literally called the police and said, hey. There's a car here with keys in it. Maybe you should come take a look, right? So when they put it in the nice neighborhood, it didn't get stolen. They put it in the bad neighborhood, and it got stolen all the time. And then this yeah. is the kicker. They're like, the people that we're catching for stealing cars, it's not as if they're good people. He's like, the guys that are stealing cars, you know, now we have them on Grand Theft Auto, but it turns out they've got six warrants for their arrest already. It turns out that this guy's got a rape charge on him. It turns out that this guy, you know, is on the run for an attempted homicide. And, and, and like, by setting what I'll call a honeypot for a car thief, they're catching all kinds of terrible people who do assault and battery and breaking and entering and raping and hitting and whatever. So, um... 
uh, you know, it, when you say like, ah, they're pulling these guys over for minor infractions and then they find seven more, it just kind of resonated with me as kind of a, well, you know, there's a halfway argument that, you know, I don't know what else they're finding. This guy's on assault and they never showed up for his court case and now I, they got him in, this, in their hands. I like the bait car show. There, I don't know if you know, there's a re whole reality show about it, like where they I, just... Didn't the know. bait car out there because there's cameras all in it. They're recording audio and this, this mm -hmm. big black lady's like getting in the car. She's like, I'm going to roll this bitch over to Inglewood. Watch me. Watch me, nigga. <laughs> She's like getting in the car. Oh, I thought she, I know there's a big black woman reality show, but she drives a tow truck, right? Bernice. The, the big black one was stealing the car. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm thinking yeah. of a different show. Yeah. They all sound alike. It's okay. No, the one I saw was a popular YouTube video. She mm -hmm. so she's stealing the car. It's it's the bait car, and and she she you know, she's telling the guy on the side the, the guy on the side of the road's like yeah the keys are in it. She's like really, well I'm taking this then. They're like you better not. She's like watch me. And she just like gets in it and drives away. And you know then they turn it off. And she's trying to lie. She's like oh I just you know I I needed a ride over here across town. I was gonna leave it you know and mm -hmm. like she's coming up all these bullshit excuses. But I like that show and I like the the people who would steal a car that was just sitting there, go to jail. They should, because you should be able to... It would be nice if you could leave your car unlocked, but there are thieves out there who will drive away in it. Yeah. I, I, what we need, like I'm, like I'm hoping for this, and that's bad, but... Robocop. We need a good person to get in trouble, right? It's always like, you know, oh, this guy got killed by a cop, but he had 30 felonies already. You know, this guy... You know, his most recent strong arm robbery was 13 minutes earlier, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's insane. Like it, people, it, I'm going to get my, I, you know what? I am not going to say what I was about to say. There have been many times where I'm like, I'm about to get in trouble for this, but I'm running forward anyway. <laughs> I'm not this time. <laughs> but um, I, I, Michael Brown was a bad guy. I, I, I think like the most of the world agrees this was a bad guy and if it happened to a good guy then that would be a cause that more people could get behind did you see yeah. the thing recently so um i guess the slogan is black lives matter like mm, have you heard okay. this before i haven't and some uh um college i think he was a dean or the what's the top guy at a college called i've forgotten dean. I don't, president, the college president, he tweeted all lives matter. And now he's issuing like public apologies and taking sensitivity training and stuff like that. Because apparently all lives matter is not the right thing to say. Black <laughs> lives matter. That's what you're supposed to say. And, uh, and that's a, that's a bad thing. Oh, he, he didn't tweet it. He emailed it. But in his yeah, email, it said all lives matter. And, and that's... Well, fuck those people who have a problem with him saying that. I, I, see, so... Um, Their slogan uh, should be Black Lives Matter too. Emma Thompson, that's her name, right? The Harry Potter chick? Yep. Okay. She did a speech on feminism. And 99% of it was great. And what I especially liked about it was it was inclusive. It was like, men, I invite you to join us too. You know, it like it, if we do this thing right, it's better for everybody. You know, in terms of e equality in the workplace, in my head, they need paternity leave. That's one of the biggest things. If you're hiring 
a woman and like say you've got two 22 year old people a guy and a girl and you can kind of assume that girl is going to be this model employee just like the guy would have been up for the next four years right and then she's going to turn 26 and she's going to have a baby and she's going to be gone for a year and then when she comes back she's going to be sort of not not the same go-getter. Now you can't assume this. It's a you know, but it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Now that she has a baby, she you know, every time the baby gets sick, she has to take off from work because typically it's the mom who gets stuck with that job. Uh, you know, she's taking the kid to school. Maybe she can only get to work at 9:30 now because the kid's school starts at 9 and that's just her new schedule. She takes her kid to school, cope with it. If you don't like this, don't hire me. And um you know, I've watched this a million times. Young women, they start they're every bit as good as their guy counterparts. And then because their role in the family involves caretaking more than the guys does, that means they can't be as devoted to their career. That's just a thing. So if they had paternity rights, you know, where they knew that the guy was going to take off a year, you know, when he had his baby and everything was going to be equal, it sounds like I'm just advocating guy vacations, but really that would stop employers from being biased against women because guy or yeah. girl... It's going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. So, but anyway, the reason Emma Thompson's thing went so well, I thought was because it was inclusive because she was joining, she was inviting men to join her cause saying, this is a thing that's important to you too. This is good for you. This is good for women. You know, we should push this forward. And, um, and, and she just made a real good case for like guy feminists. But it seems like in the case of black lives matter, they shouldn't, they really should be doing an all lives matter. To me, the unspoken subtext is minority lives matter too. But, you know, all lives matter is a, a thing that would be easier for someone like me to get behind, you know, because it, it just seems more inclusive. When it becomes black lives matter and people are literally forced to apologize for saying all lives matter, it, it's like, yeah, oh. Racism goes both ways. Yes. And, 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 and if you don't think that's true, then you're just as ignorant as the, the people who are out there, um, you know, on the other side of, this, of, of a lot of these arguments. Mm -hmm. you got to be fair and balanced, just like Fox News. And, <laughs> exactly. They're the model for all of us. The way, you know, <laughs> there are just as many, um, there may not be just as many, but there are quite a few black leaders and black opinion makers who are out there to who, who who have genuine hate for white people and genuinely uh, want to go after white people, or are just trying to to race bait and try to get mo either money or ratings or however they get their revenue. There's guys like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton who make a living. Their 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 job seems to be like stirring up racial violence. Like like if if mm -hmm. if suddenly the world wanted it. These guys would be out of a fucking job. You think Jesse Jackson, who who was friends with Martin Luther King, wants that to happen? You think he actually wants to 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 get to you know I have a dream where all where everybody can get along? No, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want everybody to get along. He wants divisiveness. It's when, it's when, in his best when interest. People at, when people are at their worst, when when race uh, violence is at its worst, Jesse Jackson has something to do. He can come in there and he can draw, he get all this attention, can get all this media attention, and he can get paid. I swear, and, if I'm a, a CNN anchor and a racial thing fires up, it's like, ah, let's get JJ on the show. Get old Jesse Jackson on here, share his opinion. He always does a good job at this. He's a guaranteed home run. What does Obama works with those say? guys? Obama works with those guys. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember which of them it is. It's either Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, and I think it's Sharpton 
said mm-hmm. that he was going to be key, he was going to be one of the key people who helped Obama pick out the next attorney general. Like, <laughs> why? What, what what possible qualification does he have? Like, like you might as well pick out that any any goofball from from the the entertainment world. Like like <laughs> Paris Paris Hilton would pick a better fucking attorney general. Than Let's that get Clinton. Don King on the job. <laughs> yeah, just just another black man with weird hair. That works too. Yeah. However you want to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's but that stuff disgusts me but but in the same way it disgusts me when i when i see you know any kind of racism i don't like it when it's true hateful racism and not just someone uh trying to entertain you with a little bit of humor which i see people going off on all the time when it's when it's true hateful racism and someone is you know they think that they're better than another entire race of people these that's disgusting but I, recently, it, it made its rounds on Reddit, but a couple comedians were saying that they stopped performing at college campuses because too um, sensitive. They were too sensitive, right? Anytime you <laughs> made a joke that made fun of like, you know, women or a minority or or what have gays. you, and, gays, um, that you know, they was all ooh silence, and they're like, fuck it, the college crowds suck. You know, they're all too politically correct. Bunch of hipsters. Bunch of bunch of bunch of. I don't know what right is either. Is it right to be that politically correct? Maybe it is. No, no. Humor, humor gets a complete pass on everything. I feel like if you're being funny, if it's funny, then it's funny, and you should, you should just. Okay, got a thing. It's clear that there are. I don't think there are any like hate speech comics who are actually going out there spreading an agenda of hate. They're all making a joke for humor purposes. So, Revenge of the Nerds. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Um, at the end of it. The guy puts on the costume that that's the right. alpha, that the alpha guy was wearing, right? And uh, and then he, for people who haven't seen this movie, uh, there's a bunch of nerds and they're like competing to be the top fraternity at a college. And uh, <clears throat> um, there's this competition, and at some point, there's costumes at the very end of the film, and the nerd either takes the costume or copies the costume of the jock, and then he sleeps with the jock's girlfriend. You know, uh, she thinks that she's having sex with her boyfriend, but she's actually having sex with the nerd. And then mm-hmm. later she finds out that, in fact, it was the nerd and she loves it. And she's it cool with it. Yeah, she's totally cool with it because he was so good and he explains all jocks think about her sports and all nerds think about her sex. Yeah. But, um, which is why nerds are so great in bed. Whatever. The thing was, she was tricked into having sex with someone else because they were both wearing the same costume. And... You know, back in the 80s, it was like, oh, that's pretty fucking funny. How clever of that nerd to get laid by wearing a costume and tricking that girl. And and it was, you know, whatever. It, it was it was a comedy show and nobody bad in an eye. But I think if that happened today, if today I made a movie where we trick some girl into having sex with someone that wasn't her boyfriend, then, um, you know, people would not be just giggling about it and thinking that the nerd was so clever. The nerd would suddenly be a very bad guy. Maybe yeah. somewhere yeah. like there's. I, all I'm saying is, I think that the but, fact that we're sensitive about that now is good, and it's I, difficult to draw the line as to where you are and aren't supposed to be sensitive. I think with stand-up jokes, though, especially like stand-up comedy, especially because it's because there's not the no one should be able to watch that and be like, oh, he said. 
Chris Rock said it, so it's good, right? I can do that. Like, but like wait, you should... no, that's a thing. I'm actually glad you mentioned that because Chris Rock specifically did a joke about how, and forgive me as I repeat a Chris Rock routine, but he's like, black people hate niggers, right? That's what he said. I know, yeah. hard R, et cetera. He's like, you yeah. know, they, they fuck everything up. You know, we go to the movies, they got to be loud. We have, you can't have anything nice. Um, you know, you have a nice TV, they come in your house and they steal his, it. You know, you his, think you hate them, we hate them even more. Right. The that, whole thing was he was making a distinct. The joke was him making a distinction between regular black people and niggers, and and explaining the difference. And and uh, and I know a lot of people didn't like that. Chris well, Rock he says is, he wishes he never made that routine. Really? Yeah. He says he felt like it gave license to a lot of people to, I don't know, hate niggers for lack hmm. of a better term, and uh, and he he just kind of regrets it, um, and. I don't know. Like I, I can see why it sort of does give license to that. It's like, right. I was right all along. It's not all of them, but it's some of them. And it really is this. And they really do ruin things. And they really do that. It's got to be true. It came from another black guy. I think it's just stupid people taking comedy too seriously. Like, like I, I, we watched Jim Jeffries the other day. The uh -huh. most disgusting, filthy jokes. He, some of them, you he's know, great. he had those two girls in his hotel room. And he's getting them both drunk. And... And there's like, like he's, he, in great detail, he's talking about like all the illegal drugs he's doing with these young girls, and like how like the celebrity he was with was trying to rape them, but he I scared really that, like guy that guy. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the rape celebrity, like like. Wait, you know. rape? Yeah, rape. I don't remember rape. this. Yeah, Jim Jeffries. Uh, maybe you didn't see this special in particular. He's he's describing the story where he was opening for this other comedian. Uh, I believe in Canada, and then after the show, this other comedian had a, he, he said it was an A-list comedian, like every, someone everyone would know, and after the show, this guy had some fans hanging out outside, there was two girls who were like 18 or 19, one was fat, one was hot, and so they take these two girls back to the hotel room, the A-list cele celebrity gets rapey with the girls, like, like he steps out of the, Jim Jeffries leaves the room for a bit, when he comes back, he's like, got the girl pressed up against the wall, and he's getting all physical with her, basically trying to rape her. He runs that guy off. He's like, no, this, you know, he, he says, no, you know, no rape or whatever. And like, <laughs> the guy like threatens him, says he's not gonna, he's gonna like hurt his career and leaves him. And, and so Jim Jeffries is left with this fat girl and this, this other girl, one of which is crying from the almost attempted rape. He turns it around somehow and they do a lot of drugs together and, uh, and ends up having some sort of weird half erection sex with the fat one while the skinny one cries in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I love jokes like that. Like, that's, that's the dream we all have, stuff. right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It, it's so it's horrible and true and raw, and I like that stuff. I, I really don't think that there's anything you shouldn't be able to say as, uh, on a stage with stand-up comedy. Like, I never get offended by jokes. I never get my feelings hurt. I hear Cat Williams say some stuff that's just inaccurate. I hear, I hear a lot of comedians say stuff politically that, that I feel like is inaccurate at times, and I feel like they're really, like... They're, they're only showing one side. What of about a coin? when Kramer dropped the n bomb like a bunch of times about? Well, that uh, wasn't comedy. That wasn't part of his bit. That was Kramer like exploding on stage and mm -hmm. like that was him. That was that was Michael Richards, you know, like flowing. Mm -hmm. That was straight from the heart. What mm -hmm. if I call you a nigger? Nigger, nigger, like he just blew up and went crazy. That shit wasn't funny. That wasn't that wasn't a bit. He was just trying um, to hurt the guy's feelings. Like I don't think yeah. he's even racist. I think he was just hunting for the hurt. thing that would bother him most. Yeah, the guy had said something really offensive and hurtful to, to Michael Richards. He'd said something about how his career was doing poorly and how he'd never done anything uh, without Seinfeld and never made any money and all this stuff. And 
that stuff's all true, and I'm sure it cuts to the core mm -hmm. with Michael Richards. He probably, because he tried, a, I know for sure he tried one standalone sitcom on his own and failed at it. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I mentioned a bunch of times, like, people will be like, Woody, I'm going to anally rape your daughter or something, and I'm just you know, yawning. But then they say the color correction on this is really not to par. It's like, damn it, they're right. <laughs> you know, it cuts to the core when it's an accurate thing. Yeah, and I think that's what happened. And I, I don't think he's necessarily all that racist. Maybe he is, but but like I don't think he's a, he's Paula Dean rapist, uh, or excuse me, Paula Dean racist. Yeah. Uh, but um, but he just exploded and started dropping in bombs. But as far as like actual stand-up bits, the kind the sort of thing you would see in a comedy special, uh. I, I've never been offended by anything anyone has said, and I, I, I don't understand people who get offended and get all me worked neither. up by them. Me neither. And like it, like just Jim Jeffries did this big thing about gun rights, and it was kind of <laughs> funny. Like you know, he he just said a whole bunch of anti-gun stuff, and uh, one of the things was you know, the only reason to have a gun, the only one is I like guns, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and you know, like anything else, all the self-defense stuff, all the hunting stuff, like everything in his head was not an argument for having guns you know mm -hmm. it, it's that's there's always another way a better way etc the one thing he left out i think is that on a farm like they're tools you know like uh if you putting got, animals down scaring putting, off predators yes yes and uh you know killing rodents that would destroy your pasture uh, if people know nothing about farms and that pretty much includes me um gophers and groundhogs and stuff will build holes they'll dig holes in your pasture that if a cow steps in can break its leg and ruin the cow and you know like you know, essentially kill your horse you know everyone knows if a horse breaks a leg oftentimes they put that horse down they break legs because you've got rodents in the pasture so mm -hmm. if you see a rodent you shoot it there are cases where guns are, are legitimate tools but more often than not i think people are buying guns because they like them yeah i like them a lot <laughs> yeah I've got guns that they're they're different types of guns, just like there are different types of everything. There are some guns that I feel like are working guns of mine. They earn their living every day. They earn their keep. And then there are guns that are like show pieces, and there are guns that are collectors pieces, and there are guns that are like NFA items. And then there's guns that are which guns know, are working pieces? I feel like my self defense stuff, like the yeah. like 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 my you know my my three fifty seven that that's sitting in my console right now. Um, that's kind of a working gun. It, it sits there every day. It goes with me. Um, if I'm on the farm, I'll always take a gun. It'll be like an AR or um, something like that. I got I got a bunch of them, so I'll just grab one. But a lot of them just don't do much, you know. Like this FN57 pistol over here, I, I I've shot it like a handful of times. Like I just don't shoot it. The I'm closest it thing I have to a working gun is I have a shotgun and a pistol. And those are the two things. I one of my pistols and one of my shotguns, I will grab if something goes bump in the night. But I have never actually used a gun in self-defense. I've never been near a bad guy with a gun. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, uh, you know, if you call, like, like whatever, like, say unexplainably a dish falls downstairs and breaks on its own, right? Maybe it had food on it or something, so it was just a slow fall before it, it fell. And, uh, you know, I might grab a gun and check that out, see why that happened. Is that a working gun? There was no one there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or a dog licked a plate. That was the root cause. Yeah. Knocked it off. But uh, I don't know. I like guns. Fuck off. 
Yeah, I, I didn't get offended by the Jim Jeffries bit one bit. Like I, I thought a lot of, I didn't agree with all of it, but I thought it was hilarious because he's hilarious, and, yes. and I wish more people could look at comedy the same way. Who's the it best comedian in the that. world right now? Huh? Who's the best comedian in the world right now? Uh, I don't know. Um, Louis C.K. is pretty big. Um, it depends what you mean. Like who's who's hottest? Who's like Bill Burr just has dropped his new special. Um, so we watched the new Bill Burr special together. I thought it was good, but I think Jim Jeffries is funnier right now. Like if yeah, you know, if there was a championship belt for comedians, for me, I think Jim Jeffries would have it. Uh, if you go back a couple of years, I think Louis C.K. had it. After Louis C.K., Bill Burr had it. After Bill Burr, I never liked, Jim Jeffries. I don't like Louis C.K. I mm. don't find his. I. I I, I don't I think he's depressing. Like he's too mm. like sad forty year forty plus year old man. Like he's just, yeah. he's so woe is me with this thing. It's like, dude, you're a fucking millionaire. So what you're not very good looking and you're overweight. Like, mm -hmm. oh oh you've got two kids to take care of? How many nannies can you afford now? Like you've lost <laughs> like like if there was anything funny about him to begin with, it was that yeah, the shit he's talking about, he's actually gotta live it. It really is sad because he's 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 he's, he's Ex, he's this old and you know he's unattractive and he's overweight and he's he's kind of goofy anyway. He's got he's he's not he's not attractive on on any level. He's I just kind of I think he would be if he were in shape. If it like, picture <clears throat> Louis C.K. right, not a lot we can do about the hair thing. So cut that super short, right? Go Picard on it. Mm -hmm. Put him, make him fit. I think just like facial structure, he's every bit as good looking as Picard is. He nah, could, he's 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 all Irish and he's he got all those freckles and like he's lumpy and pale and just he even if he got in shape, I, I don't think he's an I don't think he's pretty on the inside either either if that makes any sense. I think that based on like his comedy and his interviews, he seems like kind of a ugly on the inside person too. I, he's maybe he's the A list rapist. He might be. <laughs> he might very well be. I don't think Louis C.K. is funny. I, I could I couldn't get into a show. I, I didn't enjoy his Howard Stern interview, which is odd because I really enjoy those. You're young he, for this, but do you remember Dennis Leary got huge and he had a song called I'm an Asshole? Yes. That was stolen Dennis from Louis C.K. Oh, really? Den yeah, Dennis Leary, he, he sat, Louis C.K. told the story. You know, he did this thing and he said you know, he, about this routine called like I'm an Asshole. And then a couple of the jokes, like sometimes I just, you know, a green light. I sit there anyway, because I'm an asshole. And, uh, you know, sometimes I club a baby seal or something. You know, I'm just an asshole. And then, like, of course, not the whole song was written by Louis C.K., but he, he called out, like, a good four examples. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that lyric. You know? Mm. Dennis Leary straight up took that whole I'm an asshole thing from Louis C.K., who at the time <laughs> was a tiny comedian and, and pretty much unable to defend himself. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I still think he's funny, though. I like. I think Bill Burr is hilarious. I think uh, Jim mm -hmm. Jeffries is excellent. Jim Jeffries is a is a filthier kind of comic, and, and um, his. Uh, I, I like I like Patton Oswalt. Um, mm -hmm. I like. Uh, who's the guy? He did the Beyond the one of his specials is called Beyond the Pale. He's very light. He talks about food a ton, cakes and pies, and I didn't know he was gonna do bear jokes. Um, Who's that guy? Uh, uh, special was called Beyond the Pale. I'm about to find out. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. I like him. Um, 
I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of Comedy Central radio. I don't know if it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you, if you only watch the UFC, you don't necessarily see all the greatest fighters in the world because there's other things out there. I don't right. know if Comedy Central radio is one of those things where, like, there's a bunch of comics that I'm not getting because they're not part of the comic Comedy Central umbrella, but out of the ones that I hear, those are those are my favorites on there, and I listen to that a lot. Does it? I remember when we went on that trip together. For the parts that I was awake, <laughs> Comedy Central Radio got old. Like I started hearing all the routines again and again and again. Yeah, if you listen to it for 15 hours a day for a couple days in a row, you'll hear everything there is to hear. That's a stretch, man, because I want to say they were eight-hour trips, like my portion of it. I know you drove from Georgia to North Carolina, but from NC to, to Boston was maybe 10, 12 hours, mm -hmm. and that's not all we listen to. I think you can hear everything they've got in six hours. Is that still true, you think? Is it... No, I don't think so. And, and plus, there's there's a couple of different channels. Um, mm. there's comedy, there's comedy central radio, there's raw dog comedy, there's like laugh. There's one channel that I think that's just called laugh. Um, there's about four co standard comedy channels you can switch between. And then I, I, then there's Howard 100 and 101 with both of his channels. And, and <laughs> I like his channels a lot because one of them is, is usually playing, uh, the, a rerun of that day show. And then the other one is playing like a mishmash of like best of shows, and like, like for example, like if he's gonna like interview Vince Vaughn today, then they'll show like the Vince Vaughn uh, interview from like two years ago and stuff like that. So I get sucked into Howard Radio so much that's almost all I listen to anymore. Hmm. Yeah. A year from now, I'm gonna have um, satellite radio. You could get it now. You could have it on could, all your devices. My radio has it. I just, I don't know. Just didn't really get into it, and maybe I should get it. I've been driving a lot lately. I only listen to, um, like I said, like, like those channels I just mentioned, basically. Like, I rarely listen to music anymore, but um, it's also got tons of sports channels and NHL, and, like, there's like there's there's a couple channels where they just talk dirty. Like, guys call in and jerk off when they like, talk dirty to some porn star, and, like, it's basically like you're listening to phone sex in the third person. It's it's really I weird. did not vivid. know that. Yeah, there's it's, like, Vivid Radio, um, like, Vivid the Porn Company. I think there's a Playboy Radio. I've heard of Vivid. And they'll have like uh, you know porn stars or like dirty celebrities that you may have heard of before, and they'll come on there and they'll talk dirty to the callers. It's really pathetic. <laughs> I don't listen to that much, but just so you know, sounds a little lots. entertaining. I, yeah, I listen to it for like like a couple minutes every now and then, just to see if that's still their business model, listening hmm. to men jerk off while talking to porn stars on the radio. And it sure is. It it totally <laughs> is. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's any victims in it though. But uh, SiriusXM is is definitely worth the money, in my opinion. I don't even know how much it's worth, so I probably shouldn't say that, or what it costs, so I probably shouldn't say that. But you can have it on all your devices, just like Crunchyroll.com. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have it in your car, your truck. You can get a standalone unit that goes in your house. I want to see uh, the next couple Attack on Titans. Maybe we can watch those. Maybe even tonight. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, we'll see if we I've got a. Uh, I'm filming at nine at nine in the morning, so I gotta get to bed pretty early. Uh, what do you film? Oh, can you talk about this? Uh, yeah, I'm just doing a, um, tomorrow I'm doing a video about incendiary ammunition for an incendiary ammo company, and uh, I haven't decided what the second one's going to be. It's either going to be about my body armor giveaway, or it's going to be about um, my bowling ball mortar, and then seven days from now, hopefully, when, well, not hopefully, when the ballistics gel gets here, I'm going to film a few more little things. So we're getting back on a regular film schedule now, so we can film twice a month. That's awesome. Yeah. And I got my phone poles coming, which is also going to be cool. Uh. I uh, 
Dude, oh, did I tell you I hooked up my lawnmower to the back of the tractor? That big flail mower? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. There's something think... wrong. Sparks come flying out of it when you turn it on. <laughs> and I don't oh, wait. See... No. I remember you got it to the house, but I didn't... no, you didn't tell me to turn okay, it on. So you turn so... it on and sparks come out. Yeah, it's a little concerning. So, so uh, I, t I got it to the house, and there were little issues. The PTO shaft wouldn't expand. If people don't know, the back of a tractor has a shaft that turns. And that thing is the basis for a million different things you can do with a tractor. All the planters, all the like sprayers, all the mowers, all the things that, you, that are behind a tractor basically work off that turning PTO shaft, the power takeoff shaft on the back of a tractor. Anyway, there's a like a drive shaft almost that connects it and the mower. Had to go get it. I finally fire up and it's like my moment of triumph, you know, now the mower is going to be balanced because it has all the blades it's supposed to have. Now this is, thing is all done and it's safe and it's put together and the tractor can lift it. It's such a big mower. I was afraid it'd be too big for my tractor, but it's a powerful tractor and, and it does its job and I turn it on and I take it up to, to 540 RPM on the PTO shaft, which for those of you that don't know is like the normal operating speed. And, uh, sparks come flying out the whole mower it's nighttime by the time i finally get this done and the length of this mower which is like 88 inches sparks are, are coming out and i was I, it was night so the spark show was kind of interesting i uh, <laughs> i slow it down then i get up there with my little cell phone flashlight and i can't see where they're coming from you know, it, like, I get sucked in at night. <laughs> I turned it off, but yeah, that, that's like part of the fear. Like, so it, when it's not running and I go, you'd think that I thought the, um, the blades were hitting the like shell of the motor of, of the mm -hmm. mower. I mean to say, but if that was the case, then there'd be like clean spots or scrape spots or something like that. But that doesn't seem to be the deal. It might just be like the mower blade is on the end of, I guess what you call like a very short chain. Maybe they're just wiggling and making sparks. I don't know. I got it. I have to somehow see what's happening while it's moving. And this is the most dangerous piece of equipment I may have ever owned. And uh, just got to work it out. I think I'm going to hold a cell phone down there, take a recording, and then look at it and see what I learn. I've, I don't have any experience with those flail motors, I, uh, mowers. I didn't even know they existed. So, like, I don't mm. know what to say. It's a, it's a pretty cool piece of kit. It, so a flail mower is kind of a cross between a finish mower and a bush hog or a rotary mower, if you call it that, um, in that like it can take down small trees, things that are like one and a half inches thick, and, uh, and it leaves behind a nice cut, whereas like usually things that handle big rough brush leave behind a lousy yard, or a finish mower leaves behind a nice yard, but it... Uh, it, it can't handle the rough stuff. This this sort of somewhere in between. It handles rough stuff and leaves a nice finish. So anyway, I'll figure it out. I'll take some film, see what's happening under there, and try not to hurt myself in the in the way. Hmm. But yeah, that's weird. The weather's been so lousy. I can't work on it. It's been really uh, uh really gloomy. I'm hoping it's brighter tomorrow. It, it seems like you know Sunday the weather was nice, but I had a big damn woody craft. Um. And then today the weather was dreadful and maybe tomorrow take a peek yeah. at it, but it's just so soggy. I was looking at the, the, the weather for my area, totally normal, right? I was watching this chart, you know, of the, it's, 
rainfall over time, straight line. It had like average and then what happened this year and they were the exact same line. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I bought the house, the amount of rain that this area got skyrocketed. We are way over normals for the entire year because the last five weeks have been pouring rain all the fucking time. And it's depressing for me. And it's <laughs> it's like like every time I go to my house, it's like soggy out. Um, you know, this, this house is supposed to add like an outdoor component to my life. And it's just shit. It's just soggy, yucky, rainy, miserable, cold November, December weather. And uh, in this area, November and December is supposed to be like 50 degrees and sunny. And it hasn't been. So it's got it. The law of averages will pull it back down. I look forward to that. Yeah. it's it's. I'm looking forward to some brighter, sunnier days. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you want to end with this great video? I might show it uh, on PKA2, but we'll share yeah, here. Let's see what you got. This is a 77-year-old woman that gives cops shit. It does not go well for her. Are you ready? Hello. I'm at zero. Um, I'm at zero, too. Ready, set, play. Sergeant Gahabe, King Police Department. Touch my laser 66. We need to top the hill back here, and this is okay. a 50 miles on to here. All right, let's hurry up. I've got to go to the bathroom. Let me see your driver license denture, please. I have a bladder infection. Let me see your driver license denture, please. Will you listen to me? No, I want to see your driver license denture, please, then I'll listen to you. Why? Why are you going to wait? I'm going to write. Give me a shoe driver license. I'll give it to you in a minute. I'm no, you give it to me now. I'm going to take you to jail. <laughs> well, go ahead. Okay. She says, go ahead. Step out of the vehicle. Get out of the vehicle. Get out of the vehicle. She's 77, though. A little Get out of the vehicle. You want to play this way? Come on. Get out of the vehicle. Get out of the vehicle. I love this look of shock. Get out of the vehicle. I'm going to report you hurting me. Okay. Step out of the vehicle. Step out of the vehicle. I will not. Get out of the vehicle, lady. Five, five, I need backup. <laughs> He's calling the backup. Oh, Get out of the car, lady. Oh, oh good lord. You're under arrest. Get out of the vehicle. Oh, oh no. Stand behind your back, lady. So this seems unnecessary to me. No, bitch got what's coming. Ah. He's like, can I see your driver's license? I'll give it to you when I'm ready, when I'm done talking. No, you wasn't. You refused to give me your license. Now you get to go to jail. You didn't give me time to do I it. asked you for it. You said you would give it to time. me when you get a chance. That's not the way it works. I've got to take my purse with me. I'm going to take your purse with you. Turn the car off. I'm going to take your car. Oh, I'm going to take your car. <laughs> See, like, but, but what I'm getting at is, like, like, why is that this guy's job today? Why is the next hour and a half or two hours of his time today and a future day where he's got to go to court that he's all getting paid for? Why is that time being spent doing this? He has done, he has done nothing. He has accomplished nothing. Like, 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 like in really? no way is the community safer or more protected. Like, like he just, what he, he pulled over someone who was speeding. I'm not instinctively he, pro-cop. Right, I'm really not. I, I think I've come off that way as this show on this show. But you know, we've been in other ones. Remember when the cops shot that homeless guy? You know, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. That homeless guy was still 20 feet away. You know, cop, settle down. You're not supposed to be doing that. Bad cop, no donut. With this woman though, he's like, "Hey, how are you? You know, I'm good. Can I see your driver's license and registration? No. Would you hurry up? I'm in a big rush. Can I see your driver's license and registration? I'll show it to you." First, you got to listen to my story first. 
I'll listen to your story after I get your driver's license and registration. And and she's like, you know, no, you'll be I'm going to report you. She's in shock that he had the audacity, the audacity, the nerve to like make sure that she follows the same rules that everybody else follows. You, you know, like stop nah. giving shit to him. Why? Like 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 he no. No. What first he okay. pulls her over. I, I don't agree with any of this because I feel like she she clearly had extenuating surf, circumstances. She's like, we gotta hurry this up. I got a bladder infection. I need to use the bathroom. You should, I would have been like, oh, well, all right. Let me let me see your driver's license. We'll try to make this as quick as possible. Like like, why is he being a dick? She she's it's a seventy-seven year old grandma. I don't think he was too far a, from that. I don't. I, I, hello. I, like, Sergeant Gahabe, can you please spar with Nah, he was... He's a jerk, man. There was no reason to handcuff that lady and take her to jail. There's no reason. Was he going to put her on charge for refusing to show identification? Like, I know she has to show him her driver's license, but should she be arrested now? Why is she in jail? Why is she in a... If I get pulled over, by the time the cop gets to my window, the radio is down, my license and my concealed carrier in my hand, and I'm ready for him. Yeah. This is what you need. And, you know, she's like, hey, can you hurry this up? I got to go to the bathroom. Well, yeah, but can I see your driver's license and registration? It, it, Let me see your driver's license and please. I have a bladder infection. Let me see your driver's license and I just feel like she's, she felt like she was above the law. And I feel like she shouldn't begin. It's an old grandma. She's almost 80 years old. Why is he dragging that lady out of that car? 77 years old and she's speeding. She went 66 miles an hour over the top of the hill. What was the speed limit? Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell, but to look at the road, I would guess it was like 35 or 45. Oh. I don't know. I, I just don't like, I don't think they should be dragging some grandma out of the car when she just wanted to explain that she had extenuating circumstances. And She didn't just want to explain that. Like, he, she said, do I need to do this quick? I got a bladder infection. And he's like, just give me your driver's license and registration. She's like, look, I'm not done telling you about my bladder infection. And it... <laughs> I, I'm glad that she got, you know, treated like everybody else does. I don't think everybody else should get treated like that. I don't think I, I think that before they take away any of your fucking human rights and lock you up and put in, you know, they're tying you up and throwing you into their vehicle and kidnapping you. Before someone could do that to me, there should be a. I should have to do something worse than than want to talk about my bladder infection too much. When like that's his fucking job. You make a strong point. You make a strong like point, you know, like it, on one hand, she needs to be better. On the other hand, if she's not, is cuffing her and throwing her in the back of the car really like, you're right, you're right, you know, like, like oh, really? You don't want to follow my, 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 my little rule here? Well, I'm going to take away your personal freedom for the next few hours and cost you several thousand dollars. Good luck getting your car. Like I, he just really ruined her month, at the very least. Like it's there's she's gonna have to get a lawyer. Her car's impounded. Who knows if she she it, it been great. It, you see those situations all the time where you hear about them anyway. Those nightmare scenarios where they do this to a grandma and then she dies of the bladder infection or something. <laughs> like they lock the guy up for like trying to like fill his prescription and he's like I need those pills to survive this <laughs> night. They're like. Tough, tough shit, yeah. criminal. That's like, my insulin. Like... <laughs> Criminals I, don't get insulin. I don't know, That's... man. I, I just, I, 
I don't know the right answer. In this case, though, I felt like she was awful. How dare you? Yeah, and she totally was. Um, I, I, I don't feel like she was a great, uh, you know, she, she probably isn't your poster child that you would want to stand behind for your cause. That's cause... the word I couldn't come up with earlier, right? We need a poster child to have some sort of issue, right? Like, like remember the teenage me story I told where I was like, mm -hmm. check all my pockets. I don't know what the problem is. Like, why? Yeah. I didn't even know they were looking for drugs. I still don't know it, but I think that's what the, what the scoop was. Yeah, it totally sounds like it. Um, You know, it, it, I don't... I don't I didn't even recognize that was a thing. I didn't do drugs. I didn't have anything to hide except apparently braces. <laughs> and uh, um, he, whatever, I didn't get in any trouble. But if I had, right, if I had been you know, roughed up too much or something like that, I would have been the poster child. And so far, like there's never any good people who are getting into problems. It's always some guy who was, you know, arrested yesterday or 15 minutes before or some grandma who's mouthing off. And it's never the poster child. Sometimes it is. I mean, that 12-year-old boy they gunned down the other day, he, I mean, he, he, he literally could be a poster child. You just see a poster because he was mm. 12 uh, with his BB gun at the, or his airsoft gun at the uh, at Yeah. At the you know park. what makes him especially a good poster child? They, they had video of the cops rolling up and opening fire. And I saw someone mention this. They, they were like, look, you see white guys all the time walking down the street with their AR-15s open carrying. Mm -hmm. This kid all of a sudden gets gunned down like, like, without a question being asked. Like, like maybe he was open carrying. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe he's a midget. Maybe he's a little <laughs> person. He has all the, all the correct paperwork, and he's just brandishing that weapon. Not in, a, not in an illegal kind of way. Maybe he was just, maybe he was just cleaning it. What does brandishing mean? I think it's when you like uh, there's there's a difference between brandishing and flourishing. I think flourishing would be like if I kind of displayed it to you, while mm -hmm. brandishing would it would would suggest some sort of aggressive or threatening nature. Mm. But I'm making that up. Yeah, I, I know they. When I took my concealed carry permit course, it, like brandishing was a real, real big thing. You can't just go brandishing your weapon all the time. Mm -hmm. But you can have it in what they call the low ready position. That's not brandishing, right? So if there's like a bad guy, you've got your gun out and pointed down a few feet in front of your own feet. That's mm -hmm. okay. If you've got it pointed at the guy, that's not something to be taken lightly. You, know, you mm -hmm. can't just do that. So yeah, uh, and I think brandishing cops can't. Cops will point their guns right at you. Yeah, cops. Like it's is... a fucking... <laughs> like it's a flashlight. Like, so yeah. um, could could you roll your window down, please, sir? <laughs> right. I'm gonna need you to go over this way. <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah. anyway, so I guess this was the uh, the cop PKN. Yeah. All right. So uh, PKN episode 18. I hope you guys enjoyed it and have a good day.